0: We're momming today with Dr. Nicole Sapphire about how she manages time as a practicing physician at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, a
1: medical contributor to Fox, and a mother. So I have three boys. One's in college, one's in first grade, and the other one's getting ready to start kindergarten. That's a big span. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you have a big job. It's an important job. And
0: people see you on Fox News Channel all the time, so you can add that element to your job as
1: well. Um, what is the hardest part of your many jobs well there's just not enough days in the week hours in the day there you no know, I, I do work five days a week in the hospital um, you know I'm a real doctor people ask me that all the time <laughs> yes I see patients every single day all day every day you're not just the pretty doctor that comes on TV oh, sometimes. thank you <laughs> no I mean that's why you see me on very specific hours of the day because I spend most of my time in the hospital um, you know time management's it's huge you know, it, it's, it's, when I do do early morning TV, I'm not seeing my kids that morning. And so, you know, I have to make a conscious effort that if I'm doing that, that I'm not doing anything in the evening that night or I have extra time with them on the weekends. It sounds stressful. Well, you know, life is stressful, but I'm grateful for every day I have. A lot of working moms particularly
0: feel guilt when they're working because – obviously you don't have that much time left to spend with your children because there are just so many hours in the day. So you start to feel that mom guilt. You know, oh, I, I got mom a little Mom guilt, bit Catholic
1: guilt, like whatever you want, I've got it. So what do you do about it? You know, uh, that's a great question. And I would love to have the answer because the point is I still have some of that guilt. Mm-hmm. You have to work through it and you have to be okay with who you've decided to be in your life. You know, yes, I'm a mom, but I also really wanted to be a doctor and I really have fun coming on TV. So, you want to make sure you acknowledge that you're doing things for yourself too and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's taking care make sure you're still taking care of your children, your family, you're there for them, but it doesn't mean that you have to be so devoted to them that you're giving up things that bring you joy too. It's a tricky balance and I would be lying if I said I didn't mess it up every now and then and feel guilty or whatnot. But, you know, I am very comfortable with who I am today and my choices that I've made.
0: Do you think you feel more guilty than your husband, for instance, when you're trying to balance it all? And, and maybe he's just OK doing the job thing a little bit more, you know, than the dad. Ironically,
1: thing? I work more hours than my husband does. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> you know, but he, he's also a full time doctor. He's a neurosurgeon. Everything is an emergency for him. Mm. So he's his specialty are strokes and aneurysms. I have a very scheduled day. You know, I'm very, very busy during my day, but it's scheduled, so I know when I'm, for the most part, when I'm leaving. The benefit my husband has is he'll do a massive brain surgery for four hours in the morning, and then he has the rest of the day off, and so he gets to actually see the kids a lot more in their element. Like he'll go to the parent-teacher conferences more than I will, and yes, that hurts my soul a little bit. But at the end of the day, marriage is supposed to be a team. Your partners. And he's going, he's representing us, and it's great. And the important things, you know, we're both going to be there for. And, you know, unfortunately, my husband just – no, actually, fortunately, my husband just does not fit into that stereotype. He cooks dinner more than I do. And he loves to be with his children. And he will do anything and everything he can to spend every minute with them. So, um, no. But he doesn't – I will say you're Right. When something work-related comes up, he doesn't feel guilty leaving. He goes because that's his job. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I find myself wondering, maybe I should work less in the hospital so I do have more time at home. Whereas he doesn't feel that way.
0: I'm going through two things right now. The first one is
1: sometimes we have
0: a lot of time, but it's not quality time. You know, you find, oh, okay, I got home early from work today. I can do all of these things. And maybe you're cooking dinner or doing the laundry or just not really paying attention to yeah. your kids. So, so there's a difference between quality time
1: and time. Well, and you know, what is quality time? You're absolutely right. When I get home, there's a list of things that can be done. I mean, the, to actually just go home and sit down, that doesn't it, happen. It doesn't happen, right? But if you're interacting with your kids, maybe you're cleaning the kitchen and they're sitting there doing homework. You're not sitting next to them and having 100 percent attention on their homework, but you are interacting with them. I mean, that could still be quality time and you're getting your stuff done. Mm -hmm. But trust me, I I come home some days and I am so tired and I'm ornery, Mm. especially if I do the early, early show Mm -hmm. and then go to the hospital all day. I'm tired by the time I get home. But you know what? You push through it. Um,
0: You said something which made me think um, behind every strong woman is a strong man. Uh, And that brings us to where society is with all of this. Most working moms feel a lot of guilt. They just feel like they're kind of sucking at both. You're sucking at home and you're kind of sucking in the office because you're trying to balance everything and yourself and your own personal stuff, uh, the self-care kind of issues at the same time. Do you think there's a societal or cultural solution?
1: Oh, geez. Um, Well, I don't think people are going to like you saying behind every successful woman is a successful man. But in my case, I would say yes, that's true. Because usually people say it the other way around. They do. But for some reason, we can't say it that way because people are going to get upset with that. Um, And I, I wish that people would kind of get away from the political correctness. Like I, hands down, very thankful and grateful that I have such a supportive husband next to me. But I was a single mom before I got married to him. For almost a decade. So I've done it. I and? did college and medical school and internship as a single mom. And it's really hard. Hold on. You, you did know what? medical you can do school it. with a child. Yes, and I did. basically and no support the gap. system. I had things I had to do between my first and my second children. How did uh, that go? It was not easy. But, you know, <laughs> you manage. And that's, that's life. You know, you kind of just take things as they come at you and you don't have to box yourself into a stereotype or certain path. You can make choices. You can make your own destiny if you work hard and you work for it. Um, So I'm very proud to say that I have a supportive man behind me and he's a huge reason why I'm as successful as I am. I I have no problem saying that whatsoever. As a society, the only way we're ever going to get anywhere on this is if people can stop with the political correctness and just say, it's okay to lean on a man. Just because you support, you know, womanhood or you're a quote-unquote feminist, that doesn't mean that you can't be grateful for the men in your lives, you know? We're seeing increasingly
0: dad or or the husband or the man just picking up more of the traditional woman's responsibilities. Yeah. You know? But it, it happens in my house. I'm alone most of the time because my husband travels for work. Um, and, and a lot of women say this. It's sometimes easier when he's gone just because it's all me managing and it's you know, you just know what you need to do and you take some shortcuts and dinner's not as fancy and all that. Um, But a lot of times it's a lot more difficult. Like when I'm waking up all night, when I have to wake up in the middle of the night anyway to go to work, when I'm waking up with the kids because that's usually his job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, my husband, so he cooks dinner most nights of the weeks. God bless this man. Hold on. Does he do the dishes? Yeah, you know what he? Yeah, he's good. Like I don't want to he sound like good. I'm bragging, but we yeah, he to really in. does. I need to talk to him. He does. <laughs> he will. And I'll be honest. When he deep cleans the kitchen, it's better than I do. He's a neurosurgeon, though. It's attention <laughs> uh, to detail. Okay. <laughs> but you know, he. I I know what you're saying. When he's not around, so I'm the disciplinarian. So I guess that rolls a little reversed as well. I am very strict, hard. We have this bedtime mainly because I need my adulting time. You know, I. I cater, I don't want to say I cater to my patients all day, but I'm running crazy all day in the hospital. Um, You know, I give patients cancer diagnoses all day. Um, Then I get home and it's my kids, it's homework, dinner, bath, all these other things. Like I need an hour to myself to decompress. When my husband's not home, if he's on call, the kids are in bed at 730, they're asleep. I have this lovely time where I may or may not watch some reality TV and just veg when my husband's home, it's a little bit more chaotic. Like the boys are all playing, they're riled up. He's like, come on, just let them stay up later. We haven't seen them all day. Like, and that's hard to argue with. Like, mm. yeah, you're right. Like, I've actually seen them for two hours today. So, what I'm hearing from you is that you
0: strive for the work life balance to get that adulting time at the end of the day. But for so many women, and I'm, I'm really proud that you don't seem to fall into this category. But for so many women, myself included, that work-life balance never is. It's it's work-life conflict all the time.
1: Oh, sure. Please, trust me. (laughs) It is for me as well. Absolutely. But, you know, I think right now we're getting a pretty good routine down. doesn't mean that I'm not tired. I absolutely forgot to stop at the store on Monday to pick up fish for dinner. So when I showed up at the house, my husband's like, oh, did you get the fish? Like, Let's order a pizza. Uh, and that sounds like such a small thing, but I'm like, it was such an easy task. But I, sometimes I feel like my brain has just got so much going on yeah. in it that I just I couldn't even remember to get the fish. <laughs> and you beat yourself up for it because then you feel like my husband's going to make this great dinner for me and I couldn't even get the fish. And as silly as that sounds, I, had, I was upset because I started feeling maybe a little overwhelmed that day. Like maybe I was doing too much that day. Yeah. And, you know, we all struggle with that.
0: When you find yourself breaking sometimes devastating, tragic, often fatal news to patients,
1: what do you hear
0: from them on the other end of that conversation when they start to look at their lives and, um, you know, they just got this diagnosis that they, that they were fearing? Um, do they open up a- a- and say anything that really resonates with you?
1: Yes. I mean, absolutely. And it depends on what stage of their life that they're in. I have diagnosed breast cancer in 20-year-olds and 90-year-olds, so it's very different how they respond. Everyone, of course, feels scared. Some people get upset. You have the healthiest individuals, and they've done nothing in terms of lifestyle to warrant a cancer diagnosis uh, other than just being a woman and aging, because that's your greatest risk factor for breast cancer. Um, But my... Middle-aged women are so scared for their children, and that's what they say: "Is well, my my son's graduating sixth grade in the summer, so well if I'm doing chemotherapy, can I schedule it around that?" And and that's all their mind goes to is how are they going to protect their children from what they're going through, and that's the one that 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 gets me inside. Is it ever about work? Oh no, no, no. I, the only thing that I do hear people say is you know, they get concerned about health care coverage when it comes to their employer-sponsored plans. Um, What if I can't work while I lose my health insurance? And, you know, that's kind of a bigger issue we're dealing with right now is our dependency on these employer-sponsored plans. But usually it's not a – at the upfront initial diagnosis, it's not money. It's not work. It's just pure emotion. So
0: that makes me think that as we're Working every day to achieve this work-life balance that may or may not be possible when it's all put in front of you, kind of like the end of the end of life kind of um, forecast. It's really the life that you want, yeah. So maybe we should really just work on life balance in the end and let work fall into place. Is that even possible in this well, society? Yeah,
1: well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. And I joked with my husband. So after my third son, I had an extended maternity leave because um, as an infant, he developed RSV, which is just a viral infection. For most people, it's a cold. It can make newborns really sick. He was really sick for about seven months. So I just, I didn't need to work. So I decided not to work. At the end of said seven months, I said to my husband, I'm a much much better wife and mother when I'm working. And he agreed. Amen. (laughs) So that's me focusing on my life part of my balance. Mm. I'm working to make myself happier in my life. So as long as we, you know, for the far majority of us, we have to work for our income. Mm. A lot of us also work because we enjoy it. If you can find that balance, enjoy what you're doing as work. I mean, it's called work for a reason. It's work. It's not throwing a party. But if you're enjoying it and you are a better, happier person because of what you're doing in your day job, that's going to translate over to you know, your personal side too. Where does self-care come into all of this? Well, great question. (laughs) Um, well, that is tough. I mean, to, you talk about all these things that we do and then all of a sudden you're supposed to go to the gym. I mean, as a physician, I say to someone, the biggest things that you need to do is not live a sedentary life and you need to work out and eat healthy. Okay. When would you like me to do that? When? Uh, That's the thing (laughs) for a lot of people. They have to actually put it in their calendar. I, I mean, I would be lying if I said I was a gym rat. I Working out for me, I have yet to figure that out. It's the first thing to go. It's the first thing to go for me. So what have I done now that I'm working out significantly less? I've altered my diet. You know, I love carbs. I love cheese. I love just about everything. Um and so I had to cut out a little bit of my carbs. I don't follow a strict diet, but I am very cognizant of what I eat because I know You're that my my enough. output is not as great as it used to be. So my input has to decrease as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I'm balance. just being realistic <laughs> and that's just what it is. Um, and, but working out, exercise, physical activity, it's not, it doesn't mean you have to go pump iron. Just a walk outside is mm-hmm. amazing for you. It's amazing for your lungs, your mind. You know, but physical activity is just so good for you mentally as well. Like, if you can just somehow get that into your routine, I do squats in my office. I've posted on social media myself doing push-ups I because check if this you out. can do forty push-ups, can you? Yeah, well, yes, I can in and, a row. Yeah, and it's on social media, so therefore you saw it. It was live. <laughs> it, if you can get to forty push-ups, it drastically reduces your risk of cardiovascular disease. And so it's just proving to yourself that you can do it and maintaining health. So just throwing in little exercises, if that's all you can do, do it. If you can truly schedule time for you to go to the gym, do yoga, do whatever, it's good for your entire body, including I'm your mind. I'm so
0: going to see if I can do 40 <laughs> push-ups after this segment. The other topic I wanted to discuss, and you're a very scheduled person, do you find that you over-parent? That's a kind of a trend Oh, these yeah.
1: Days. Well, kind of. You know – the first time I parented, I was still growing up myself. Mm. So, you know, now that I'm in my second phase of parenting young children, I'm doing things a little bit differently. I am very regimented. I am strict. Um, do I over parent a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what does that mean to you, over parenting? Like my son, who's now in college, who was sick because he had got strep throat, he missed his exams and he called me. I'm like, you let me know if that professor won't let you make up that test. I'm going to write a letter, like as though my letter is some like major act. But like I I was all ready to intervene. Like do I really need to intervene on my almost 19-year-old? No, absolutely not. Um, And like for my younger kids, I foster playdates and foster relationships for them because I worry about them not having friends. My kids are fine. They're completely social. They, you know, they – matured perfectly, but I am worried that, oh, I need to make sure that they have friends and, you know, I don't ever want them to, you know, not feel accepted. So last night, after my very long day at work, what did I do? I had dinner with my son's best friend and their family, and we didn't get to bed until, I don't know, 9.30. And And what time did you wake up this morning? Well, the car picked me up at 3 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. But that's what you do, you know, and my son was so happy, He was so happy to have that last night, and so it's worth it. Am I tired? Yeah. But,
0: you know. So we go back to the beginning here. There's just not enough hours in the day or days in the week to do everything that we have to do as working moms. Yeah, and everything
1: we want to do. Did I have to do that? No. Um, Have you seen,
0: (laughs) in your free time, (laughs) Dr. Sapphire, have you seen the Netflix Show Working Moms.
1: Uh, I would just like to point out. I think I'm the only person alive who still doesn't have Netflix, so no. <laughs> okay, you have to see it. I think you will relate. Um, I'm just going
0: to share yeah. a little episode. Um, so the women are all strong women and quirky, and this one has a big job in advertising. Uh, I think her son might be; he's under one year, and she gets this promotion. She's got to go from Toronto to Montreal, away from her family for three months for the, for the promotion. And she takes it. I'm not going to tell you how it ends. But, you know, she decides to leave her infant for three months. And my nanny goes to me the other day, Lauren, have you seen this show, Working Moms? I'm like, I watch it all the time. She's like, you remind me of that mom who left the infant <laughs> to go to Montreal. I got it. I, I was like, oh, OK. And then I, I got upset. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, should I be upset or am I – the career woman, am I the strong woman? I, I didn't know. I, maybe
1: I should have been more upset. Yeah, you know what? You don't need to box yourself as either. <laughs> you can be a strong mom and a career woman. You know, I, I mean, I would wonder. Maybe she just meant you look like her, or is she like no nothing like you. Like like well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would probably have been upset too. I, mean, I would have. I would have been upset. But you know,
0: it got me thinking. Like, what's the what's the point of all of this then? If I got upset that the strongest woman in the show with a great job.
1: Right. That's why, who why, I was all, why all to. of a
0: sudden is that a bad thing? In my own head.
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe she meant it as a compliment. I have no idea. I didn't press it. I almost well, didn't want to know more. Because some people, it depends on how you look at it. Did she abandon her child for three months, or did she go and pursue a goal that would give opportunity for the greater good?
0: Of her child's future. She attempted to do the latter, and then the season ends, and I haven't watched
1: season two, but something happens. <laughs> well, happened. Let's, let's just give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt that this works out beautifully for them, and the child grows up, and, you know, it's perfect, perfect family. Yeah. And so she did. She was a strong mom and a strong professional woman. Yeah. You can be both.
0: I guess. I mean, for me, people are like, why do you work this crazy early shift? And I say, well, I personally die from lack of sleep, and I'm going to age and all of that, but I'm home in the middle of the day. yeah, And for the most part, I feel like I'm very present, you know?
1: Well, I mean, that's the key. And by the way, that's what you have is that you're home in the middle of the day because when I come and do this you crazy early hospital. shift, I go to work. Luckily, I don't do it five days a week like you do. Um, but so, yeah, it's a it's a balance. And you have to make sure you're enjoying it. And as long as you enjoy doing this and coming in early, then keep doing it. But if you find yourself hating being here every morning, and then you're tired in the evening or, you know, you're getting some flack from someone, then you have to question why do you do it. As we wrap this up,
0: I was wondering, because we're asking everybody this, if you could share your worst momming experience
1: ever. Oh, there's just so much to go through. (laughs) What one would I pick? Worst momming experience?
0: Or an episode in your life where things were so bad you knew. You knew you needed to step away and get a massage or a facial or, a, you know, you were just – you were going to blow.
1: You know, I'll be honest. That was the end of my um, my last maternity leave, that seven months. I had moved from Arizona out here to the northeast. Um, and the next month I had my child. So I moved. And the next month I had my child. Then we started the fall had a massive snowstorm, and I was snowed in from most of In Arizona? Of no, here. This oh, okay. is after sorry, we moved sorry, here. Sorry. So I had my son in – we moved here in August, had my son in September. He got very sick come November. Massive snowstorm, terrible snow season. I thought this was the norm. Um, and I had a toddler. And I had another boy who just started ninth grade who was very upset that we moved to the northeast, and he made sure to tell me that every day of his life. And then my husband, a working neurosurgeon, and I was going crazy because this was the first time that I wasn't working. I had spent all this time to become a doctor, being a doctor. Um, I wasn't doing that. I'm all of a sudden 3,000 miles away from all my family. It's cold and I don't have any friends. I'm crying for you right now. (laughs) And yeah, I was struggling. I mean, it it was a struggle and to the point where, you know, a lot of people would never know that about me. But I felt it, and um, you know, my mom would come and visit me, and I would just like sob when she would leave me because it was just so sad. And then, you know, my husband, being my husband, was always like, "You, you don't have to work if you don't want to, but you can if you want to. Like, I don't care what you do; it's whatever you want to do." Um, and I just made the decision: I have to work. That sounds like it was depression. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to say if it was postpartum or if it was just it's situational depression. You know, it it came and went very fast. So it was either postpartum depression or situational, um, meaning that it's a short amount of time and it's based on situation, not necessarily some sort of chemical imbalance or, you know, some people legitimately have Mm -hmm. long-term depression. This clearly wasn't it Um, because as soon as I went back to work, I started having social interactions again. I didn't necessarily feel that I was completely chained to my home life. Um life became beautiful once again. And I started out slowly three days a week and quickly moved up to five days a week. And now we do T V occasionally too. Keep and it coming. Podcasts. Keep it coming. Here we go. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. Dr. Thank you Sapphire. for having me. This is a great conversation.